Love me tender, love me true, all my dreams fulfill. Oh my darling, I love you, and I always will. <laughs> I love singing love music, love love. We use that word a lot, don't we? What does it actually mean? And are you in love? Do you love ice cream? Do you love your mum? Do you love skiing? Do you love roses? What is it that you love? And it's an interesting question because as an exercise professional, as the director and owner of an international college, as an international professional speaker, and as a business consultant to literally thousands of businesses around the world, one of the things that always comes up in conversation is love whether it's a love of exercise or a love of food or a love of another person or I'm in love. And isn't it interesting that most of the challenges in the world uh, seem to be caused by either a lack of love or relationship challenges with, where people don't get on very well, they don't love each other or they don't respect each other. And it's one of those words I always like to uh, if somebody said to me, Rowie, how could you fix the world? I always use that one word. If we all respect each other, we respect ourselves and we respect the environment, is it possible that we would have a much better world? So how do we get to that spot? And I'm not sure I don't have an answer to that. And I'm certainly not a, a relationship expert and I'm not a psychologist uh, and I'm certainly not somebody who's an expert in how do you have great relationships. But I've talked to literally thousands, if not hundreds and thousands of people about what's happened in their relationships, the ones that are really bad and the ones that are really good. Uh, and I've, had, I've met people. In fact, I have uh, had students who have been everything from online sex workers and prostitutes through to people that have been married for 40, 50, 60 years or longer. Uh, and that's a, quite a spectrum of people who uh, either have, don't want to be in a love relationship and they're, uh, they're making money from the concept of physical love right through to I've loved my partner for 60, 70 years of my life. And I always ask questions because I'm not an expert and I don't have any answers. I always ask questions. Uh, why do you do what you do? Uh, what, what are the challenges or why have you had challenges in your relationship? And how did you get to be married for 60 years? And it's interesting because, again, I don't think there's any exact answers, but I've got a couple to consider. Uh, and I'll, my personal example of that is that uh, I've been married twice, I've been engaged, and a funny conversation I had with my mother once, she said to me, what's with these relationships? Uh, you've been uh, married and now engaged and now you want to get married again. And I did say to my mum, isn't it awesome that the men in my life want to marry me, not just sleep with me? Uh, she got a bit embarrassed, of course, but I was kind of proud of that. Because is it possible that the kind of people we attract into our life might have a fair bit to do with who we are? And if we want to attract great people into our life, could it be possible that we have to respect ourselves and treat ourselves well before we can expect other people to treat us? And I know you've heard that before. You've got to love yourself before somebody else can love you. And I'm not sure whether that's true or not because I'm sure there's people who are loved but don't really love themselves. But what if that was possible that you loved, appreciated, respected yourself and you attracted then those kind of people into your life? What do you need to do to do that? And because I've been married twice and, and this time I think came in and I've been married for 26, 27 years, uh, I'm, 
uh, I just wish for everybody to have the kind of relationship that we have. And yes, we've had challenges and yes, we've had breakups and yes, we've had some, some major hassles in our relationship, but uh, we've worked through them and logically and common sense and beautifully uh, now wake up every day and I would say madly, passionately in love. Uh, and uh, I, I love my husband uh, for who he is, what he stands for, and I feel that we have that same relationship. And I just wish that for everybody. I wish for everybody to have somebody in their life. And we hear this, oh, that person's my soulmate, and I'm not even sure what that means. But I do know that it's a, life is a very special place when you have somebody that you connect with uh, to a point where there is respect and love and appreciation and just genuine all of that put together in a beautiful package. So how do you get to that? So could it start with who are you, what do you stand for, what are your core values and don't ever negotiate those because if you negotiate who you are or you pretend to be somebody else, how could you possibly be loved because people don't know who they're in love with or or what they're falling in love with or who they're supposed to love because it's not actually you. So I think that's a great question to ask. Who are you and be that person? And then if somebody falls in love with that person, wouldn't that be awesome? Well, you don't have to pretend. You don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to say the things you're supposed to say. You don't have to impress. Uh, there's a beautiful quote, express who you are, not Im- try and impress other people for who you're not. So that's probably the biggest uh, beautiful tool that I was given. Rowie, who are you? And then be that person. And I decided a very long time ago that I was going to be tough and fair, positive, stylish, disciplined and professional. And I don't want to negotiate that for anybody at any time. And I'm very privileged that I have attracted into my life a beautiful man who appreciates those those things about me. Uh, so who are you? What do you stand for? What are your core values? What would you die for? And not, do, not negotiate those. Because two of the words in relationships that I find very uh, confronting and uh, without giving you my, because my, my opinion doesn't matter, but is it possible that if you sacrifice and compromise that you could have a challenged relationship? But it's interesting because those two words are often used. If you want a great relationship, you have to sacrifice and compromise. Well, if you use those two words in any other context, I have to sacrifice and I have to compromise. Why would you compromise who you are and why would you sacrifice any other part of your life for another person? Uh, And I think it's when you've got two beautiful, strong, powerful, passionate people that come together and grow together, uh, could that be more exciting than two people who come together and go, well, we have to sacrifice and compromise each other so that we can have a relationship? And it's one of the interesting things that I'm going to challenge particularly women with, and I'm not sure if men do this, but I know that women do this because I hear them talk about it all the time. And I've, I, I've just never done it because I, I got really early in life that this was probably not a good idea. Uh, a lot of women say, or well, they meet a bloke or they meet a partner and they say, well, I like this person, but wait till I change them. Wait till I get a hold of them and fix that and make that better and change that and and there's a, like a to-do list on this person is okay at this level, but I need them to be different or better or I need to change them. And so the poor person goes into the relationship thinking that, that they are being accepted as they are. And another one in the relationship thinks, well, I will accept you, but I have to change this about you. I have to make this better about you and I will fix you. And when I fixed you, you will be awesome. And is it possible that there are some people that really don't want to be fixed? Uh, or they love being who they are and they're never going to change. 
uh, or your version of better might not be their version of better. So could it be a really good idea for us to love who we are and know who we are and be that person? Then the other person can be themselves and not have to sacrifice and compromise for us. And it's one of those interesting questions because a lot of people say to me, Rowie, how do you handle K-Man traveling the world? He fights taekwondo, he does judo, he does karate. And at the moment, he's literally uh, five nights a week, he does martial arts. So five nights a week, he's not home because he's doing martial arts. Uh, And I love that. I don't don't like to do martial arts. I will never do martial arts. I'm the biggest supporter of my husband. I scream the loudest and cheer the loudest and I wear the clothes and and I love martial arts when he does it and I'm very supportive of that. But it's not something that's of interest to me. And reverse, uh, people say to K-Man, your wife travels the world and she goes to different conferences and seminars and schools and meets lots of different people and how can you trust each other? I have no challenge trusting my husband because I trust me and I trust my and respect my judgment and I think that's a really important thing to do. The next step for that though, uh, if, if somebody hurts me or disrespects me or treats me badly, the first time they do that to me, uh, I could say that that's their challenge because that's who they are. They have now revealed themselves. So if somebody criticizes me, is rude to me, is disrespectful to me, treats me badly, God forbid if anybody physically touched me, and nobody ever has, but if somebody physically attacked me, I think the first time that happens, that that's uh, a good thing to find out. I, I like it when people reveal themselves. The second time somebody does that to me, I think that's my challenge now because I've made it acceptable. So if I get into a relationship with somebody that's rude to me and I allow that to happen, is it possible that we we get what we accept? Uh, if if And there's a whole heap of controversial, horrible things to talk about there and I don't want to talk about them. But uh, it, for me, if, and if I have lots of times where in my life where this has happened, lots and lots of times where I'm really grateful when somebody's rude, disrespectful, unkind, yells at me, does whatever they're hor- they do a horrible thing to me. I'm really happy about that the first time. But the second time I take responsibility for that because now I've made that acceptable. And most of the time there is no second time. And we talk about being forgiving. Uh, but there's a great question to ask, and I, again, don't know the answer to this, but do people change? And I think, yes, if people want to change, they do. But can I change them? No. So if, I, if somebody treats me badly and then I expect them to change, I think that's unfair because that's who they are. They've decided to be that person. Now, if they change by themselves, then it's probably a different conversation. But if somebody treats me badly and I, and I allow that to happen the second time, I've now made that acceptable. So could it be an interesting just a series of questions in any relationship, whether it's with your partner or with your family or with your next door neighbor or with your boss or the people that you work with? Do they know who you are or are you pretending to be somebody that you're not? Because it's very difficult to have a relationship with somebody if you don't know who they really are. Could that be fair? And I always ask this question when it comes to that. What you say, what you do, and what you think. If everybody can watch that and see it, what if people could literally listen to your thoughts or, or see what you're thinking inside your brain, would they all connect up? Because if you are, what you think and what you say and what you do are all the same, then of course you're not wearing a mask. You are being the real you. You're not ashamed of who you are. You'd ha- welcome somebody inside your headspace and say, come on in, come and come into my brain and, and listen to what I'm thinking. Uh, and I often say that because I, I spend most of my day, literally most of my days are about 
how can I learn more about anatomy and physiology and how can I learn more about neuroscience and how can I learn more about endocrinology and the cardiovascular system and how does the brain work? And I often say that, wouldn't it be great if more people got inside my brain because imagine all the stuff they would learn because I'm constantly thinking and asking questions. But if you are uh, a nice person uh, out, out there and you treat people beautifully, but inside your head you criticise or you're nasty or you treat people badly, uh, is there a pretending going on there? So I'm really happy if you want to come into my house, into my brain, into my internet connection, into my emails, I don't care because I'm an old lady now so this is easy for me to say, but I'm not pretending to be anybody. I love who I am and I'm proud of who I am and I respect myself and is it possible that that means you then attract those kinds of people into your life? Is it another great question to ask, are those people difficult to find? And I will say, I will definitely say that that's very, those kind of people are very difficult to find because most people are pretending to be something, uh, pretending to be nice, pretending to be kind, pretending to be respectful. And I watch that because I watch people who are really nice when to the people who can do something for them. And then they're really nasty to the people who can't do anything for them or they ignore the people who can't do anything for them or they're indifferent to the people who can't do anything for them. And to me, that's a, that's a differentiation between what's going on in your brain versus your actions versus your words. So that's why those who are you and pick five words and be that person, for me, is such an important exercise in life. Uh, then you don't have to pretend to be anybody. You've got a compass. You've got a, you actually don't have to make decisions anymore because that's who you are. And then is it possible that you would then attract those people into your life, people who respect who you are, tough and fair, positive, stylish, disciplined, and professional. And they're my words. And people who don't like that, that's okay because I'm not going to change. I can't compromise who I am for somebody else. I cannot compromise who I am for somebody else because I would be compromising who I am. Great question to ask. Are you ever compromising who you are for someone else? And then, of course, sacrifice. Well, I'm not going to sacrifice my health and fitness. I'm not going to sacrifice my career path. I'm not going to sacrifice my my sporting activities or my hobbies. I'm not going to sacrifice my financial situation because they're important to me. Those four big areas of life, healthy, fit and strong, career or business that you love, your financial situation and your relationships, I'm not going to sacrifice or compromise any of those because I want to attract somebody into my life. Uh, and and I know what that's like. I'll just use a silly example. I used to pretend that I loved certain sports because the people in my life loved those sports. And I wanted that bloke to like me, so I pretended to like that sport. Well, that gets you nowhere. You end up being really bored and hating the sport and end up hating the bloke. So why would you do that? Uh, I'm, I, have, I'm, I exercise every single day. I'll use that as an example. Now, for some people, that would drive them crazy. And I have lost some very special relationships in my life, people who I cared about, who couldn't deal with, Rowie's always got to exercise. If we go on holidays or uh, we go away for a a period of time together or they come and stay at my house, they just, it drove them crazy that I exercise every day. Well, I'm not going to stop exercising every day because people in my life don't want me to. That's just, that would be compromising who I am and I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm particularly tidy. I'm neat and tidy and organized and clean and, and I clean my house every day and, and I, I don't do anything in my life until every part of my life is organized. And that drives some people crazy. I couldn't live with a dirty person. I just couldn't do it. Uh, and I'm not going to compromise that. I'm not going to accept dirt or disorganization or undisciplined people in my life, not in my close circle of influence. I get that there's people who are not any of those things. And they don't, you don't have to be. Nobody has to do anything. 
But for me, I'm not going to have people in my close circle of influence who don't respect those things in me and I'm not going to, uh, I, I'm not accepting of those things in other people. And I'll use a simple example. I couldn't have a relationship with a smoker, not a friendship, not a relationship, not even a casual. I find that very, very difficult to understand. Now, I don't want to stop anybody from smoking, but I don't want that in my life, apart from the fact that passive smoking is probably more dangerous than actually smoking. Uh, but I'm, I, that's just something I won't accept. And that's what I'm asking you. Do you have non-negotiable standards that you would not negotiate, regardless of who the person is, whether it's your family, your your neighbor, your partner, your children, there are some things that for me are just non-negotiable, unacceptable. I will not compromise my standards. I will not lower my standards because I want people to like me or love me. And uh, probably the most, and I I challenge you to listen to the song. Uh, People think it's a Whitney Houston song, but uh, it wasn't written by her. And George Benson, the guitarist, he sings it beautifully. It's called The Greatest Love of All. And it was a song written for Muhammad Ali, the the boxer. Uh, And technically it's about uh, loving yourself or having high self-esteem is a very lonely place because if people don't like you, you have to accept that you are the only person in your world who likes you. But I'm going to put a really positive spin on that. The greatest love of all is that you love yourself, which means you can never be lonely. You're always your best friend. You've always got somebody to talk to. You've always got somebody to go to the movies with. You've always got somebody to have a great meal with. You've always got somebody to enjoy everything with because you love who you are. Now, I'm very privileged that I have a husband that adds adds value to my life, and this is the really important thing. Uh, I'll steal a, a line out of an Alanis Morissette song if you're old enough to remember Alanis Morissette. She's, one of the lines in her song is, I will not be your other half because one and one makes two. Uh, you are who you are. The people in your life are who they are. And if you come together and people add value to your life, could that be awesome? But if somebody, if you can't be happy without that person in your life, if you can't live your life without having people in your life, could it be a great question to ask why? What do I need to do? And I get that because I used to come home and have to turn the radio on because I didn't want to be by myself. Or I'd have to pick up the phone and call somebody because I didn't want to be by myself because I didn't like who I was. But when you like who you are and you respect yourself and you've got high self-esteem, which is the internal driver for everything that you do, you respect yourself to the point where you love who you are. The greatest love of all is that you love you. And then the rest of the people in your life should add value to your life, not be your life. So I'm going to ask that question very personally. Do you love who you are? Do you respect yourself? Do you have a list of non-negotiable standards for who you are and you would never compromise those, sacrifice those or lower your standards because you want other people to like you? And then even if nobody likes you and you have nobody in your life, is it possible that that doesn't matter? And I share that because I spend a lot of time on my own. I have a husband who's very busy with what he does. He is a very active sports person. He studies intelligently daily on how the human body works. Uh, And we have very separate lives most of the time. So I I spend a lot of time on my own. But I would never now waste time with anybody that, that doesn't respect me and doesn't treat me respectfully because I have respect for myself. So there's my great question. Do you love who you are? Do you respect yourself? And do you know who you are? 
So whatever, whoever you decide to be, be that person so that you never have to compromise and you never have to sacrifice who you are. And even if you attract nobody into your life, could it be possible that that's okay because you love who you are? And I'm going to ask that question again. If you love who you are, is it possible you'll never be lonely? Because you've always got your best friend to hang out with. And wouldn't it be nice if you were your own best friend? Love me tender, love me true, all my dreams fulfill. Oh my darling, I love you and I always will.